All right, hey guys, welcome back to the Forever Broken Podcast, where we look forward to answering all of life's most illustrious questions. Does one pair of underwear really last five days? What if stars are really just cameras watching all of our actions? And why does half of the population stand up to wipe their ass? I'd like to thank you all for tuning back in for another week. Uh, We're hoping to build this up as we go. I am Derek Thompson. And as always, my buddies in crime alongside me are here. What's up, guys? Gabe. Wow, that was super cool, TJ. At the same time, huh? Yeah, <laughs> those they're uh, they were uh, not expecting that at all. As you can tell, we weren't uh, prepared. Apparently, it was too hard to introduce uh, themselves. Like, uh, hey, my name is Gabriel Brew, and then TJ hard. being That's like, me. yeah. I'm still trying to wrap my mind around that half the population stands up to wipe their ass. Like, With that great segue coming in, we got a special guest today. We got Brandon, so let's give Brandon a chance to uh, go ahead and introduce himself to everybody. I'm special, apparently. Special guest. Name's Brandon, law enforcement, small town community, been law enforcement, road deputy for the last six years. I've uh, been in law enforcement for a total of 30, from dispatch, tailor, to uh, meter maid. Yes, meter maid was very exciting. I got chased down one time. For I actually ticket. am Get not down. surprised by that at all. Uh, it was the guy that owed the uh, tie place down right. on the bricks. Yeah, he chased me down. I gave him a $5 parking ticket because he was there past two hours. I'm riding my bicycle away after I ride it. Next thing I hear is, hey, hey, you, <laughs> hey, you asshole. <laughs> like, oh, he must yeah, be talking to me. always you. So I turn around and Did you have that, like, the best part of that is, like, he legit okay. came after you for a $5 ticket. Like, he was coming for it. Bro, he chased me. He sprinted after me for two blocks. Like, this motherfucker was bad. Like, oh, I'm sorry. No, you're fine. No, you away, man. We're explicit. Okay. I get it. All right. But, yeah, small town deputy now. So, it's a good time. What is that? It's NSFW, something like that? Working midnights. What is it? NSFW. What? What's the fucking... Yeah. Not safe for work. Yeah. Yeah. We're, yeah we're, we are not safe for work or family, for that matter. Not safe for work. Okay. But uh, yeah, that, well, you know, that being said, as uh, fun as that shit sounds, getting chased by a fucking random ass dude for a $5 ticket. Did you have one of those, uh, like the little, right. little fucking cart deal? Like the. God, they, they gave me the Cushman, but that thing wouldn't make it over the overpasses, so I opted to ride a that bicycle. That actually is probably time. more intelligent because they think a bicycle's actually probably faster than that fucking little thing. It was the Cushman topped out at like 30 miles an hour, and I could go way faster than that bike. Those bikes. But I'm pretty um, sure like the bike is more versatile <laughs> to like go over terrain as well. Yeah, and it's more sneaky. People yeah. don't see it coming. Like that Cushman, that little three wheeled cart, you see it coming a mile away. But when you're on a bicycle, you're just some dude on a yeah, bicycle. Yeah, especially you too, you point. know. Like you're exactly. Mexican, so they probably just assume that's normal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Are we going there already, dude? Oh, I didn't mean Uh, to. I didn't mean to. Apparently. Apparently. I am slightly brown. Yes, yes. Let's just go ahead and get it out of the way, bro. That's two against one right now. Yeah, it is. And you guys are the whitest brown guys I know. Well, you got to remember. I speak zero Spanish, so please do not rely on me. Nah, you know you guys are my favorites. My wife is like a ghost transparent. She speaks better Spanish. Well, that doesn't surprise me. My wife's super intelligent. 
Yeah, we went to Mexico and they were only translating because they thought she didn't speak Spanish. And then she started talking to the guys in Spanish and they quit translating and I was up shit. Hey, yeah, and then his wife's turning over to him. <laughs> They asked if you want another beer, and he's like, see, see. He's, he's not wrong. It was actually during dance lessons. We were doing uh, it was some some dance lesson. It was like the cha-cha or something like that. They seriously did that. Then she looked over at me and started translating. The freaking instructor looks at me, looks at her, looks at me, and they start translating. Yeah, you got to understand, his wife is like the picture-perfect white person, you know, like... You're not expecting her to speak Spanish. Right. And then she, she just hits you with that freaking double yes. whammy and just... Rolls her R's that I can't just do. Rolls her R's and, like, hits it with, like, the perfect accent. And it's just like, really? Are you going to one-up me like that? Hey. Pretty much. She's highly intelligent and very well-read. That is her pastime that she reads all the time. Yeah, and then there's all of us, and we're just, you know, mostly unintelligent at, at best. I'm still just trying to... So I'm going to go ahead and just <laughs> say it's completely oh, yeah, unintelligent on my person. part. I mean, you can only eat so many crayons before you start burning brain cells, just, right? Uh, not been proven yet. Yeah, there's actually no science backing oh, that. Okay. I'm actually pretty sure <laughs> None it's... whatsoever. I'm actually pretty sure they're high Damn, in vitamin uh, C or D or... Uh, they're high in something. Goddamn if, delicious. Right? Uh, for a while there, actually, I think it was Oreo or one of the cookie companies was actually making cookie-shaped... Uh, was it? Cookie-shaped... No, crayon-shaped Somebody cookies. has there to. We go. Well, Around shit, they made, uh, like, uh, crayon gummies and stuff. And that was pretty yeah. cool. Yeah! Yeah, it was... I tried finding those at yeah, Walmart so favorite, I could ship them to you, but I couldn't find them. Our favorite flavor is actually uh, colors. <laughs> so, we got that to look forward to in life. Yes. So, I do have to I do have to ask, do the uh, colored pencils taste the same? or is No, they're very woody. They're, they're like more of a... They have like they're, an oak undertone to them. Yeah, they're like the... They're kind of like basically the vegan option. For Marines. <laughs> yeah. We're going to yeah. Vegan already, huh? The rest okay, of us. Okay. I like yeah. steak. I'm from Nebraska. Me too. I think we all love fucking steak. Obviously. TJ's from Oklahoma. TJ's fucking just bossing down on some fucking wild boar and fucking eating an entire cow raw. Yeah. Wait, where's Oklahoma? That I'm joking. Totally joking. <laughs> I live in Nebraska. I can't say anything. Nobody knows where Nebraska is, and it's so upsetting. Dude, we went on a road trip when I was 12 to Phoenix, ironically. We stopped to get fuel one, and uh, the lady obviously noticed that we were uh, passing through. Like, she asked me and my dad, so where are you guys heading to? And we were like, oh, back home to Nebraska. What state's that in? I shit you not. That is it's what she asked. It's such a good question. Like, I'm 12 at this time. I'm 12, and I'm looking at Dad like... Did you just yeah. ask that? It, yeah, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm 12 and I know this. Dad, is she one of those special people? <laughs> no, I'm the special person. Oh, yeah, 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 sorry. Yeah, yeah. And, and yeah, our yeah. TikTok famous <laughs> guest. Uh, our first one. Just there slightly. Go. Like, uh, look at us. I mean, it, it just yeah, kind of happened. we're moving on up, guys. We got a famous guest on. 
Shit, episode two. You know, since I started, since I started a uh, college, my TikTok has really gone downhill. I'm yeah, now he actually has a life. So yeah, basically, what I, yeah, what I took from this is, uh, when I was a law enforcement officer, plenty of time to fuck off. <laughs> Once I went to college, no more time. Shit was over. <laughs> Only on my off hours. It's your story, bro. Tell it how you want. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, it is my story. Dude, winter hours? No one wants to go outside in Nebraska. It's windchill negative 20 degrees. Even the criminals are inside their house like, huh, not enough meth in the world to make me go out shit. We'll wait for like, <laughs> warm weather criminals. Yeah, no, the, not yeah, wrong, man. Fucking not fair wrong. weather criminals. Such assholes. Pussies. Be a real yeah. criminal. Get your yeah. shit together. And what's the weather like there in yeah. Oklahoma right now, TJ? That's yeah, weather. I don't, fuck, I don't know. It's like <laughs> 65 ish right now, but it's supposed to be freezing tomorrow. Oh, no shit. Yeah. What, what's freezing? Hold on. What, what's freezing to Usually you? Usually below 32. Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're running on that okay. uh, standard. Yeah, we're running on the standard. System, you know? <laughs> no, we're not on that metric bullshit. I have no well, idea. We don't run that imperial bullshit, uh, bro. I don't know what the temperature is actually supposed to be. I just know it's supposed to be fucking cold. I like that. That's how weather is to me, too. It's like it's either fucking hot or fucking cold or it's all right. Yep. I think our low on Thursday is two degrees. Yeah, that's not bad, really. Fahrenheit. There you go. You got to throw in Fahrenheit. Fahrenheit, just so we all know. Yeah, we U.S. system. Yeah, not, we not don't live in fucking Russia. <laughs> Fuck out of here. Not of Russia, Not yet. <laughs> yeah, not yet. Fucking Putin's hey. Putin's gonna have a hard <laughs> time yet. getting his foot in my ass. I, I agree. I agree. I got a lot of, well, I can't say what I got a lot of, but a lot of it for You got a lot of ass for him? I got a lot of ass for him. A lot of ass. It's going to be really awkward when you shoot back the 762 by 3 yeah. now. It's going to be really awkward. It will be too hey. awkward for them. I think that's just a normal Monday through Friday for them. <laughs> One of my coworkers is actually married to an immigrant from Russia. And she really misses Yeah, who doesn't? <laughs> I mean, my stock market was doing really good when he was in office, and all of a sudden, the last few yeah, months. Yeah, I could afford to drive a truck. Hey, well, we're on that Build Back Better program, dude. Yeah. I mean, if this is Build Back Better, I kind of kind of want to get a time machine and go back. I want to go back to the shit shows. Things made sense. Yeah, dude. Like, I mean, I didn't. I, you know, I know Bill Clinton was a Democrat, but he, yeah, he really did do a fair job. I mean, and he got head in the office. He, he did. Right? Like, yeah, it was really was hard hot. to judge a guy for getting head in the office. I mean, I don't know why there's <laughs> such a big hubbub about it. <laughs> yeah. oh, I mean, it? like, I don't think they would have cared too much, that? but it wasn't his fucking wife. You know what I mean? Well, he told well, me I to think keep they'd a secret. I think, yeah, I think they'd have cared more if it was his wife. I know. She blew it. She, she blew that secret. <laughs> I think it would have. I think it would have been a bigger deal if it was his wife, because nobody wants to picture that. Speak for yourself. Dude, that's also like a very valid fact. Because, damn, uh, fucking damn. Like, get that damn. fucking mental image out of your head you now. <laughs> you know what really blows my mind about this actually is that considering the fact that when he was in office was in the late nineties mid-90s to late-90s, and Nancy Pelosi's been in office since before then. Just blows my mind. 
Like most of the freaking Congress and senators. Hey, you want even worse long. mental image? If Nancy mm-hmm. Pelosi mm-hmm. gave them a blowjob mm-hmm. under that desk. Thank God for headphones. Can mute your ass whenever I want. You think she took her teeth out? Uh, hey. Hey. Yeah, she take like, She like, took her teeth like. out and then took a shot of whiskey. Hell yeah. Why are you asking to say it again, you dickheads? <laughs> oh my god! And this you is a great way to segue into our mental health topics, because uh, uh, now we have now we all have wait. mental health issues. Uh, so that's fantastic. Yeah. But, I'm <laughs> but I'm medicated, so you well, can I'm medicated too, actually. So very. We're all we're medicated. all medicated, and we're all allowed to say shit. It's just should we? What's acceptable to say and not say? Oh, oh yeah. yeah, this is that whole yeah. lines thing, and I forget where that starts, where it ends. There's lines. Whose yeah. line is it, anyways? You guys get lines to help guide you. This is bullshit. You're supposed to I've read. I've been doing be- this wrong for thirty years. Yeah, you're supposed to read between them. I don't know. What I'm just kind of winging it. I've been winging it for years. Yeah, man. swinging it. So yeah. Uh, so again, good. Mental health. What do you Good got? Good segue for the mental health. Um, being that you are here to tell us about law enforcement and and how it applies to the never broken overall of taking care of yourself with with mental health and the capacity of mental health. Um, real quick, we just want to know like what it was that got you into law enforcement in the first place like why that career opposed to anything else okay so i grew up listening to stories from my grandpa about law enforcement all the time all the time like he was actually a deputy down in maricopa county so Derek's territory he was a deputy down there and i got to hear stories about the good old days you know revolver horseback i mean out in phoenix they actually did have to go looking for people on horseback out in the desert and just all the stories that he used to tell me about and it sounded so cool i just wanted to go right did you do now the funny thing about that go ahead go ahead uh, well he used to always tell us that he was only in law enforcement for a little bit well my grandma recently passed away and he's been gone for years we were going through her stuff we found his retirement paperwork stuff from law enforcement yeah, a few years ago, <laughs> like, no, he knew what he was talking Maybe about. Maybe it was a few years of the good old days, and then things got serious. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, yeah, listen to the stories that he used to tell me. So, with that being said, and kind of, like, wanting to follow in Grandpa's uh, footsteps in law enforcement, um, and his stories, has it lived up to the tales that he told, or is it a lot of different it is way it's a completely different world now due to what we're even doing right now just talking about it like just social media has really changed right. the game especially where law enforcement has become a political tool to get votes yeah um so with that being said in the current climate in law enforcement and kind of what you guys are dealing with through like social media um and kind of going through a tough time as as a whole organization uh, individually uh, how has it been for you mental health wise like how what's the effect been 
mental health wise luckily where i live i don't have to deal with it on a regular basis because people here are very pro law enforcement which is nice but anytime you turn on the news anytime you look at social media you always have that one person talking about how law enforcement shit we need better training we're militarized like there's so much anti-cop bashing it's just heartbreaking it really right. is like i came into this profession so i can actually help people and do some good but it's really hard to do good when all you see is negative so you just gotta turn that stuff off right so without going into too much detail you uh spoke about um like going on a vacation um we're not going to talk about where to but like when you were traveling like is it kind of like an unspoken thing where you don't talk about what you do for a living just to like stay safe pretty much. yeah 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 pretty much do our best not to ever talk about it if it ever comes up. I just I'm a county worker for either the yeah. department or you know, yeah. garbage. Yeah, <laughs> like, I just pick up trash. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> there it is. Yeah, you're welcome. There it is. Coming in there close. Is. Then, you know. So, so you've been in you've been in it for 13 years, um, and from day one when you started till now, um, it's obviously probably gotten harder, like to handle like with the mental health side of it, like the effects have gotten more serious just because of the current climate. Um, but from day one till today, like what has been some significant changes with you that you can notice that like maybe affects you at home or with friends and family? I had to learn how to leave it at work. That, that, that's one thing, like, if I deal with something bad, terrible, someone blowing their head off, like, stuff like that, dead bodies, I have to leave that shit at work. I have to remember, that's at work, I'm not dealing with it when I come home, don't bring it home. Otherwise, it will affect your home life. Um, outside of that, just coping mechanism. Like, you have to learn how to cope with it. And my main coping mechanism, my wife will tell you, is the weight Right. Weight room, lifting weights, exercise. Yeah, that's, that's absolutely like a staple when it comes to like coping mechanisms because uh, like all the endorphins that it releases, um, and obviously like like having a positive image of yourself and your body image um, allows you to Correct. like maintain like a good mental focus on other other aspects of your life because you don't have those those uh, negative body image stresses that people go through you know what i mean yep yep and also another thing on that is uh thank god for my wife she reminds me constantly that uh not everyone i deal with regular society that makes sense usually the people that i'm dealing with are down on their luck or they're having a bad day or i'm dealing with at the worst point in their life where they are vulgar they're abusive they're aggressive thank god for my wife she yet reminds me that is not ever there are still good people out there there are still awesome people out there that is not every that is just the five percent or one percent or whatever it is that you right feel. and without going too deep into it um what's the effect been on your wife uh having a law enforcement officer for his spouse like what's her coping mechanism she's gotten uh you know that's a good question i would have to ask her that i don't have the exact answer for that she's handled it really well though um her biggest pet peeve is when I don't text her back. That's if that makes sense. Though. Like if I'm at work, like if I'm at work and I'm like, Hey, I'm going to be busy for a little bit. If he starts blowing my phone up and I'm not answering back, I know she panics and I completely get that. Cause what do you think she sees when she turns on the news every day? 
Same thing you guys see on law enforcement, officer involved shooting, cop assaulted, cop assault someone, like, he sees a headline. Sasquatch like squat, uh, spotted in uh, Oklahoma. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> so with that, Derek, I didn't know you were in Oklahoma. TJ's in Oklahoma. TJ's in Oklahoma. I know. So. And I'm just talking about this. <laughs> His freaking beard. The chalice, the chalice beard. Yeah, it's my man. Um, so, going into that, Brandon, um, where your wife kind of has some stressful moments when you're not in constant contact with her, it's probably stressful for both of you. Um, what are some stress management stuff that you guys both use to balance out the stress that that puts pressure on your guys's like home life because of your your job talking and hanging out together and actually spending time with each other and this is something i i have a hard time with is getting when i'm at home i want to disappear like oh, yeah. that makes sense just my phone is a coping mechanism mm-hmm. it helps me to disappear so i'm constantly on facebook tiktok and i have to remember when i'm at home i need to be with right her. so i have a hard time with it it's something that i still struggle with today but when i'm with her i need to be with her that's something I still struggle with, and I will do right. that. And, like, is the... And, uh, but that's some silent mode. But outside of that, just hang out with each other. Be there for each other. Talk to each other. Like, that, that's how we cope with it. Do stuff together. Like, we travel mm-hmm. all the time. That's yeah, the so, like, when you're kind of in your moment where it's like, oh, I just need... I need my phone time. I need quiet time. I need branding time. Um, there's no stress when she communicates, like, hey, you know, you've you've been on your phone or you've been playing your video games or you've been doing this like when when that conversation happens it's not like uh anything that's strenuous on the relationship because some sometimes it is you know what i mean like you you can see like yeah it is it is and that's where i fuck up big time she's really good about it she's really good about putting her phone down and everything and being there for me all the time and uh it's me that's always uh on my phone and I need, I do have to work on that, and I've been actively working on that. Just turn your phone on, do not disturb mode, silent mode, something like that. But other than that, her and I, she's always there for me when I need her, and vice versa. If I need someone to talk to, she's always there. She's a constant in my life. I love her. Yeah, dude, like 100%. Um, those coping mechanisms and having like a solid support group, like not just your wife, but um, friends and family, they're. They're like staples in mental health and just making sure that, you know, you're, you're in the right place. You know what I mean? And so, oh, yeah. and trust me, she is definitely that for me. She's my, yeah, dude, that's, that's like an amazing thing. And that's kind of like where we're, we're kind of like trying to get into this is like, not everybody has that anchor and we kind of want to like put ourselves in the spot to be that anchor. Um, just with this group, you know what I mean? Because, like, yep. even, even like, a wife or family members that you, you lean on heavily, like, they need their time as well. And, like, if you're having that moment, yeah, you know, like, we want to be the people that you turn to to be, like, uh, anybody available to chat, you know what I mean? And, like, we just want to be that. Absolutely. And I talk to Derek almost all the time. Yeah, we do a really good job at keeping up with each other, just like uh, all of us do, I mean, in this group anyway. Um, And something else that I think we can kind of dive into with this, uh, you know, 
coping mechanisms and actions, things we can do to deal with it. Something that I've just from knowing Brandon long enough is he's very active and not just weightlifting or doing whatever or being on your phone, you know. You do a lot of stuff. Like you said, you travel, you do paintball, you do uh, all this stuff. You just got a new hobby uh, in cars. Well, I guess not a new hobby, but you, you're re-diving into that. Yeah, brought, brought back, back in an old hobby. hobby. And <laughs> that's something that I think we can kind of take a second here to dive into. Uh, just all of us, uh, how we all cope with it, uh, stuff that we do in ourselves, and kind of explain how that helps us. So you being the guest, obviously, just kind of walk us through all the stuff you do, how it does help you in dealing with that stress and how it, you know, separates everything because like you said you got to be able to separate work and home and part of doing that's finding ways to actually keep it separate because i know it for me at least it's real easy to just bring work home and be like look i need to talk about it which i think is also important you know i can't always keep work at work sometimes i just need to talk about it and i would trust like yep. you guys i trust you guys to talk to, talk to you about it and I try to at least keep it from my wife, but, you know, there were definitely days where I had to talk to my wife about it, but. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, separating it's the hardest thing to do, and that's where I like my hobbies. Like you said, I do paintball. Uh-oh. I do uh, paintball, and I've done that since I was, like, nine. And the nice thing about that is, is when I'm at the paintball field and on the field, everything, all my worries, all my problems, everything just disappear. That That's thing about it i forget about everything all i'm worrying about is the person sending paint my way or me sending paint someone else it's all that matters in that moment so you just literally disconnect from all of that and it's a good way to uh relax really because you forget about all your worries in the world it's just you're out there having fun same thing with uh drag strip as derek said i used to be hugely involved with cars when you go to the drag trip as uh it's cliche but as fast and furious uh those that quarter mile, nothing matters. Nothing else matters. Just you, the road, the car. Like, and all of it's just a way to get away from what you're Yeah, I think he was about. actually Dom's stunt double. Nice. Yeah, 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 yeah. I shaved my head and game. It was like, crazy. It was the coolest thing I'd ever seen in my life. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was freaking jacked, you know, when I was jacked and tan. Jacked and tan. And somehow they let yeah, me drive. Dude, talent, talent doesn't know age, bro. Like if you got the talent, they're just gonna they're gonna bring you in. You know what I mean? Yeah. The only thing you put on his resume was family. Yeah, but as everything. Derek said, I yeah. family is everything. Family, <laughs> family. <laughs> and as Derek pointed out, we do actually have a lot of hobbies. Like my wife and I, we do. Uh, we have bow and arrows. We actually shoot together. She plays paintball with me occasionally. Uh, we actually do pretty well everything together. Oh, she even games with. Me. Like, uh, her favorite game has been Diablo 3, which I think is garbage. And if he hears this, I'm not sorry. Diablo 2 is still far superior. <laughs> but uh, we, we do game together. She's got online to play Call of Duty with me. Like, it's just we spend time together, and that's how we relax together and get away from everything. Yeah. Because she's in healthcare, so if she needs to get away from it, right. as much as yeah, I Yeah, like, like, that's funny you brought that up because uh, uh, I don't know if you listened to the last episode, but, like, we did bring up a lot of like their traumatic experiences that causes them to go through their mental issues. So it's, it's good that a lot of this comes full circle and we come back and touch on it because it's, 
it's eye-opening for for people to be like you know what this is more common than the average person understands you know then and that they're not alone in in their struggles with mental health and as little as as little oh, yeah. or large as it might be um everybody has a struggle and everybody needs that that coping mechanism so absolutely uh gonna say something else like you guys i know you guys have all yep. been deployed together yeah. right so you guys have all seen shit so i under, i i i can't imagine what you guys have seen but i know here in the stateside my job i've seen a lot of shit like body parts shit like that um it's just in that nice little mental compartment in the back of your head and sometimes oh, yeah, it comes out, right? whack shack full of stuff like like <laughs> like exactly. uh, like TJ and Daisy Dukes. Oh yeah. God. Yo, do you still have that picture? Oh, it's somewhere. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. dude, Derek has it. Oh god. Yeah, I've got it somewhere. Oh great, that's perfect. Damn, you look yeah. sexy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, bro. The biggest thing I've come to with stuff like that is uh, the disassociation with it. Like I've faced it, I've talked about it, finding someone to talk about it with. But then after I talk about it, it goes back in, as Derek said, his little shack that he has that rattles every now and then. And then I, my video games go on about my day. Right. And so that's... Like, my big... Go ahead. So, oh, like, okay, with, with you saying that, like, you have these things that happen at work and you can talk about it and then you compartmentalize it. Um, that's, like, you working through it with yourself, but, like... Does your department have a set place protocol of like when you go through that, like something that's mandatory for you to do? Um, so I'm a small enough department. I actually don't have an answer that follows procedures. I can think of off the top of my head. I know in former agencies they did have a chaplain that you could actually talk. Like you have a chaplain or you'd have a crisis center. I think we actually have the crisis center phone number. So if we have to talk to someone about something, we can. Thank God I've never been to that point in my life. But if something severe were to happen, really meant to traumatize me, I'm pretty sure we have the phone number in the office. Yeah, I was going to say, I think it's pretty uh, universal across Nebraska for that stuff, where there's actually a, like mm -hmm. that, like you said, that crisis center. They will deploy a team out to wherever you are. Uh, as soon as they get a call from, like, the chief or, you know, captain, whoever they get that call from, and they'll send them out within 24 hours, have them there to do a debrief and walk you through stuff. Uh, I know we've had them out just on the, in the 10 years I was on the department. We had them out about three or four times. Um, we probably should have honestly had them out a lot more than that, but... Uh, which is something we're trying to break uh, just to hear talking about this is that stigma you know we don't sit there and go shit this made me feel like shit I, I, it's it's haunting me we don't say that we sit there we suck it up we bury that shit we drink it away and then we just move on you know yeah, like that's what we do and that's how we always looked at it, it was like all right, to be a good dad, you drink, you bury the trauma, and you get out there and do that shit. You know, like, that's just what you did, yeah? So. I mean, 
Yeah, you're you onto know. something there. That Which is one, yeah, that's a bad coping mechanism, you know. And yeah. that's something we have to address too. Not just the good coping mechanisms like paintballing and wasting all your money on cars, you know. Like there's there's bad coping <laughs> mechanisms like uh, oh, substance abuse and you know. Yeah. Oh yeah, I know plenty of people who are severe alcoholics. Like in my oh, career, you weren't talking about me. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I said my career. I wasn't Sorry, talking to you, Derek. I thought, we were, thought she was getting personal. Yeah, well, hell, actually, now that I think about it, you're an old fire department the first time I yeah. ever saw a dead person. And it's still to this day, I remember it, because I was on a ride-along with you, and Rick Steen in the ambulance with me, and we went over the overpass. The first thing he asked me was a Yeah, and that's traumatizing body. enough just having well, to be no. in a car with Rick Stein, so. <laughs> I told him no, and he looks out the window. It was the Taco Bell sign. Yeah, and his fat, yeah, and his fat ass was probably that? like... Man, Taco Bell sounds great right now. I might go inside there and get something to eat while I'm at it. Uh, this dude just looks at me and goes, have you ever seen a dead body before? And I was like, well, I mean, I was a funeral. No, yeah, he goes, so fun fact, you. guys. The sure fucking enough, Taco Bell. That's a way to break in a rip, huh? The fucking, the fucking Taco yeah. Bell sign, like the giant sign, it fell off yeah, yeah. the fucking pole and landed on a car. Holy shit. Yeah. True story. Like, True story. Wow, dude, that's a lawsuit. Right? That's fucking crazy, right? She was right? dead. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, talk well, about blowing your ass out on Taco Ooh. Bell. <laughs> wow. guy. Uh, Here we go. Yeah, but that was the first time I ever got introduced to that. Uh, that that's where my first mental trauma happened on. But was on a freaking ride along for dispatch because in our uh, for our dispatch center, we had to do a ride along with all of the uh, departments. PD, sheriff's office, fire department. Yeah, which I think was actually a smart choice just because it kind of gives them a more personal oh, look yeah. at what we did in our respective fields and areas. Because when yeah. you're in dispatch, uh, just from my understanding, going in there, you're just sitting there, you got three screens, six screens all over the place, and you're just like, hello, 911, how may I help you? What's your emergency? You know? And it's like that hotel kiosk fucking thing. And then they're like, they died, they're oh, fucking God. dead. And you're just like, yeah, who's dead, honey? Can you tell me? Uh, can you tell me more? Uh, so, you know, I thought it was really good that we did that. Where you, you, they get out, they had to go see it in firsthand. And, you know, because it is, I think it is. I, I do want to throw out that uh, there is some. No, I was problem, just getting just so there to know. that. Yeah, I know. They do with a lot of bullshit. Oh, yeah. and, you know. I know. Oh, dude, I can still hear it today that uh, I had one where a, a husband was assaulting or husband or boyfriend whichever was insulting his girlfriend and she called 911 and to this day in my head i can still hear his fist hitting her face and her grunting with every shot he took like we ended up catching him but to this day I yeah that's just one of those things where you have to feel helpless you know which would that would it that would in itself that's a that's a trauma in itself to have to listen to that and know that there's Nothing not you shit do. you can do. Not a damn yeah, thing. Yeah, it's not a fucking movie. You can do and except that's... for send somebody, you know what I mean? And like, dude, that's real nope. time. That's real time mm. trauma as you're like listening to it happen. The only thing worse would it be like oh, yeah. chained up in that room and watching it happen as well. Yeah, like fucking, uh, what's that, that fucking like, uh... horror fucking. Let's play some games. Dude, Saw. Saw. Yeah, it'd be saw. like fucking Saw. That's the only way to fucking make that worse. Like, is to sit there and Bro, be like, yeah. 
I've changed you. you I've changed your feet to the wall. The I'm going to beat your <laughs> wife. Really? You have to watch. Yeah. So you're sitting yeah. there gnawing your fucking leg off trying to get to it, but you can't even fucking do that because you're attached to a fucking computer screen. And you gotta wait for the next thing. Hey, just wanna throw this out there. We caught the motherfucker because he took off on foot. Hey, so the cops were able to catch him. Yeah, and I guarantee he, he got the fuck be out of him. Will not confirm nor deny those allegations, Derek. Alright. <laughs> It's one of those they show up at the fucking jail and they're like, how'd they get so black and blue? And he's like, I don't know, he fucking fell, man. You're chief. No one was more surprised than I when my body yeah, came back. Yeah, it was fucking crazy. Those aren't punches. That's I, think he, I think he smashed yeah, that, it. That, I think that was happened, man. So well, TJ, what'd you say? I didn't hear you. It's yeah. a hasty search. That's right. I like hasty. that. That's it's, not what, it's not what they label it. It's, it's what you... Termin like with terminology used in the report, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I, I got you. No, uh, no, that was definitely motivation to get onto the road, not to back. Because in Nebraska, you have to be twenty-one. Yeah, well, I think that's. I think so that's I, a lot of states. Yeah, I, I hired. Yeah, I hired on to, in dispatch when I was right at nineteen, fresh nineteen, turning twenty. Is when I hired on to dispatch. That's fucking wild. So uh, hearing that stuff was definitely more motivation to get on the road and do something physically. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm not discrediting dispatchers. They get the information. They send us out. But then we're the ones who have to go hands-on to get there right. and handle the right. Oh, So with that being said, um, mm -hmm. I think it's a good uh, time to ask the next question for you, Brandon. So you started in dispatch. Um, some, some things happened, and they motivated you to get on the road and become an actual officer of the law. Um, earlier you were talking about going to school for cybersecurity. Um, so what's yeah. the future look like for Brandon? At this time, I'm just going to college and see where Arizona. it's going to lead me. So with your, that, that. with your degree, though, um, I know there's a lot of like opportunities in law enforcement to still work as cybersecurity. Um, and even like on the federal side, like if you were to enter the Fletsy program and become a cybersecurity officer, um, is that an option? Uh, do you want to stay like localized, uh, or is there bigger, is there bigger picture for Brandon that Brandon's not ready to reveal? I'm glad you brought up Fletsy. I'm glad you brought up Fletsy because I'd actually, I'd only ever heard about it. Like never really actually thought about it, but that would be something that'd be really fun. Derek doesn't want to hear this, but realistically, I would like to stay here and be able to vote into work. Yeah, what well, he that really because a lot of the stuff you can do anymore, as long as you sign into your VPN and stay behind a secured server, you can pretty much do everything home anymore. You're hey, I'm just saying. Now, I'm like, just saying you can do that from here too, and we can have a great time. <laughs> what you're saying. VPN, virtual private network. You can literally do everything from home and stay hidden. As long as you use the correct path. Right, right. which and is so where like, we're going to talk about our first unofficial sponsor, um, VPN Express. If you would like to uh, hit us up about a sponsorship, uh, we will plug you till the cows come home. Brandon here has already told us how great you are. You are the best thing. You can look up anything you want. I can get my shows in Spain, in France by using your VPN. Things are looking up. Yeah, dude. That's hey. a solid, like, trying to uh, get a plug from somebody, Derek. So if that's the route we're going, uh, 
Monster, if you want to hit me up on a personal level, let's oh. do this, bro. Oh, please. Full, Full send. send. I'm just going to do it. <laughs> Full send. Full send on the monster. Yeah. I'm down. I drink it yeah, every day. Right. All of us. So, like, with the whole cybersecurity thing, though, like, if you were to get into that, like, there's a lot of um, different avenues to approach when it comes to, like, the cybersecurity, like, um, child trafficking, sex trafficking, um, um, like, white-collar crimes. Um, that is so, like, the white-collar, like, money, money crimes. crimes. White-collar yeah. crimes, embezzlement, yeah. That is my current obsession actually because uh the current class i'm in right now is cyber uh -huh. forensics and essentially what i'm doing is using tools to access to access a uh hard drive that's been wiped and then bring back everything on it that's been wiped see what they were doing because when you delete something off your hard drive right it's done. right trust me it is not gone it's still there there's just certain routes you have to right so you're you're looking to do and that's what we're that's currently you're, you're learning to do the reverse Hillary. That's what you're telling me. <laughs> yeah. It, oh God. Let, that's a whole other topic. But this class has shown me that the whole Hillary <clears throat> emails thing and the emails disappearing after she deleted them is a whole bunch of bullshit. There's a reason she took yeah. a hammer to that. You're about, you better watch out. You're going to get Clinton. Oh God. I want to, oh I, I just want to say to everyone right now, I am not suicidal and nor have I been. I am very happy in life. <laughs> And I'm very okay. happy with where I'm at. Okay. Just throwing that out Was. right now. Now we've established that. <laughs> I would just like to throw that out there, that I am a very happy individual in life. Yeah, not the, the mass majority of the time. <clears throat> right? Just throwing that out yeah, there right now. And Hillary, if you're listening, please don't come after me. I'm very poor. Like, There's no gain for you in this. I'm no one. There's no gain for you in this. Oh wait, maybe I should be a high profile. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Our next, no, so one, like, our next little snowball. <laughs> we're just getting in all kinds. We're just name dropping today, dude. Oh we're yeah, all we're in it, man. We're all getting uh, fucked later. <laughs> well, it sucks that she's getting old enough. She can have the Alzheimer's excuse. I don't remember. Uh, dude, I've been hitting the head enough. I can have Alzheimer's excuse. Yeah, we got we got TBI on our uh, side. Yeah, dude. Uh yeah yeah yeah. I got I got wrong. friendly fired in a motor vehicle one time. <laughs> yeah. Fucking Giles. Yeah. yeah fucking Giles is a fucking moron. You gotta hear this story. It's the greatest fucking thing I've ever heard in my life. Uh, do you, so we were deployed and we were at a forward operating base, <laughs> and we got a midnight call to to go to a uh, load site to drop off a bunch of like rockets and 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 uh, ammunition for uh, helicopter squadron. So we're running off of uh, night vision and uh, homeboy had his headlamp on and when he was getting into the vehicle, it fell off and landed somewhere between the seat and the, and the door and he couldn't find it. Um, and like, I looked over cause like the, the inside of the, this vehicle's glowing with all the lights and stuff, but so I kind of looked over and he was kind of like feeling around inside this vehicle. And I was like, dude, what are you doing? And he goes, oh, I'm looking for the dome light, dog. I dropped my, my headlamp. And I was like, you're in a combat vehicle, homeboy. There's a big asshole for the turret gun. There ain't no dome light. Don't touch any fucking <laughs> buttons. And this fool just kept on fishing around. And I turned my back to him so I could like check the, 
because the, the combat windows in these things are tiny, so I was, like, leaning forward to make sure I was going to clear this turn. And uh, the next thing I know, like, I got a splitting headache. My face got slammed into the frickin', into the glass. Like, I'm confused. I can't breathe anymore. This whole cabin's full of, of fire extinguisher dust. And it's just completely wild. I get the I get this vehicle stopped. I throw it in park. I'm rubbing my eyes out. And I, like, turn to look to check on him. And his door is missing. And he is gone. Like, completely gone. And I'm like, oh, shit. Now I got to find a body part. I got to call back to freaking headquarters and be like, yo, I lost Giles to a, a freaking some sort of explosion. Uh, I got a pinky coming back to you guys so you can send that shit home. You know what I mean? Like, so, like, I get out to start, like, doing this assessment, and as I walk around the corner, this asshole is standing in front of the vehicle in the headlight. He's adjusted the, the front, like, mirror that you monitor your vehicle with, and he's, like, dusting the dust out of his hair and, like, refluffing it to be a pretty boy. And I was like, I'm going to murder you, you fucking idiot. Like, I told you. Are we yeah, talking dude. dials? I'm like, dude, I am not playing with you when I tell you not to touch fucking buttons, dude. Like, what the fuck were you thinking? Yeah, he set off the fucking he set What'd off the CAD system for the fire suppression for the for the fire suppression, and oh and God. it was a bad car it was a bad cartridge in it because it had been in there for so long that when it blew up it blew up the canister and the canister's pressure slammed me into the into the fucking vehicle. Oh my. <laughs> Please tell me you beat his ass oh, when you God. got oh, dude, I, I lit him up like a motherfucker. <laughs> it was horrible. Yeah, we have, uh, oh, my God. Well, I'm glad yeah, Giles did. didn't die. Yeah, yeah, you're the holy only fuck. We got a whole fucking... We got a book worth of shit. We could write a novel on Giles stories. Uh, it was horrible, dude. Giles, if you're oh, listening God. to this, I love you. You just... God damn you did and some then, like, stupid the greatest, shit. The greatest part of that whole thing is like he felt like shit the whole time. Like after that. So like we would just walk into his his fucking living area and be like, Giles, give us cigarettes. And he just like hand his boxes of cigarettes because he felt like shit for it. Such dude, it a horrible. fucking goober, dude. Oh my god. I would have been. God, he's yes. such a fucking goober. Uh, oh my god. I would have been so fucking mad. Like, I don't blame it. I can't believe that exploded though and threw you yeah, into the class. Like, when they when they came and looked at it, like the the EOD guy was like, "Yeah, man, like whatever went wrong, like it was either installed wrong or it had been in there so long that it uh, corroded from like all the sweat and stuff that when it popped, it popped sideways and blew the can up instead of like instead of just setting it off as foam, Actually, it blew up the can." And like yeah. he's like, so there's a lot of pressure buildup that just completely rocked the back of your noggin. Yeah, that's that military grade. So who failed that inspection? Uh, that's a good question. Military, military grade, grade, baby. You know, so when you when you read that on consumer <sighs> product and it says military grade, go ahead and pass on that shit. Oh no, any I've 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 been friends with Derek for long enough. I know if it says military grade, yeah, I'm walking. Yeah, so that means all that grade. means is they paid the lowest amount of money to make that shit. Yep. Well, you got to remember, um, back in the day, all law enforcement gun, guns used to have for government and law enforcement use only. They don't have that shit because we found out really quick. Government, not government, uh, military grade is It's garbage. not even that it starts as garbage <laughs> like, with guns, at least. It's just that they get treated yeah, like yeah, yeah. shit after that, you know? Shit. Well, I mean, so Derek knows I used to be a diehard Ford fan. 
diehard Ford fan, okay? So I got on my sheriff's office in back home where Derek and I go up first in their Dodge. We put those vehicles through the fucking ringer and they kept mm -hmm. going. Chargers, the V6s, the Ram 1500. Kept ticket and trust me, we are not nice to our car at all. Transfer up here to this department. We're all about the Ford life up here. I will never buy a Ford vehicle again in my fucking life. Just problems, like, huh? It blows up, it explodes, it breaks, and yeah, oh shit, we have a brand new F-150. And boss, if you're listening to this, I'm not sorry. Um, <laughs> we have a brand new F-150. And uh, the thing just sounds like it's going to explode when it idles. Like, you put that thing in gear, and like, there's something not right. This thing is brand new. Like, yeah, so I used to be about the Ford life, and Derek introduced me to the Dodge life, and I've been about the Dodge life ever since. It happens. Well, my county, and, you know, they introduced me to Dodge life. Derek introduced me to more Dodge life, and... I bought my first 1500. Like. What's our resident redneck feel about this? What's, what's your input? Yeah, dude. I got a sweet ass Dodge. It's a 2002 Dodge Neon that's sunflower yellow. Yes! Oh, Hell fuck yeah, dude. yes, dude. Know, yes! Does it have a stage no, 3 turbo it on does it? Not. No. not yet, though, huh? No, I don't know if old boy lived in the hood or if he locked his keys in it a bunch, but someone's been trying to break into it a whole fucking lot. I'd uh, just rip the the panels off and just spray painted it. Pretty cool. That's what I'm talking about. Oh Pretty my cool. god, that's awesome. You could, that's uh, what I'm talking about. You could make that like the Ginger Billy videos said, where he just turns it into a new vehicle every fucking week. Right. I mean, that does exist. No, you said 03 Dodge Neon. I got excited. I was like, oh, tell me when you said Neon, actually. I got all excited. Is this going to be an SR4 conversation? Like, those I think you missed where I said Resident Redneck. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, hey, I know some rednecks who throw superchargers on anything, okay? Turbos and superchargers on anything. Fair so. enough. That, that's a fair statement. I mean, car community, dude. Like, I've seen turbos on the weirdest things ever. Hell, my wife's bug actually used to have a turbo. Yeah, that actually makes bug, sense. Uh... Her V-dub bug. I, no, it wasn't a TDI. It was a hmm. gas burner. It had turbo. It even had the uh, spoiler on it. When she went over a certain speed, sorry, honey, I'm kind of ratting you out here. Um, the spoiler would come up on it once she hit a certain oh, speed. Yeah. On it. Intentionally or unintentionally? It turns into sport yeah. mode. <laughs> yeah, 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 it did. Intentionally. It did. Yeah, it was 100% intentional. Yeah. Well, just like the, uh, was it? The I think it's the Bugatti Veyron. Once it hits a certain speed, it has a spoiler that automatically pops up. There's certain cars that do that. Like well, I knew that existed. Yeah, I just didn't know if a gas burning bug would. <laughs> oh, man. yeah, yeah. Well, it will. I mean, I'm not a huge fan of beef. Well, I guess if I can put one of those on my truck. If you got the actuator really for fun. it, it will. I'll yeah, put one of those on my truck. What, Derek? A spoiler on your truck? Just need a Have you ever seen truck. those? Yeah, that goes on the tailgate. What, where they no, the ones yeah. that go on the fucking like top, uh, the fucking uh, the, the back of the like cab. A big rig, like a semi. Has... You ever seen those on yeah. fucking trucks? Like the, all yeah, the old dude, cow, yeah. all the old cowboys used to yeah. do that shit. Well, it's for aerodynamic when they're pulling a trailer because it breaks that. Yeah, because it'll and break it up. Yeah. I should do that with my yeah. fucking truck. Yep. 
it's more aerodynamic. You know what you really need to do with your truck? You need to slam it and throw a turbo. Yeah, over. I should. I mean, you're in Phoenix right. now, so that's acceptable. Yeah. Yeah, you don't got to yeah, worry about true. snow, buddy. Yep. Just so you know, though, the 6.4s do not yeah, handle boost very well. I'll tell you what I'm not going to so, do uh, is fucking squat the piece of shit. Yeah, don't do that. I'd make fun of you forever. And probably drive I up there just to slash your tire. Probably slash my own <laughs> tires if I ever fucking squatted it. Hell yeah. Thank you. It's one Thank of those I'd have to I kick my that. own ass things. I would ask you to kick your own ass, or I'd have Gabe over here somebody drive down and kick to. your ass for me because he lives way closer than somebody, I do. Somebody would have to, and it'd be one of those situations where he just fully accepted it because he knows his mistake was was a mistake. Yeah, but I'm not stupid enough to do that. So oh, yeah. I love, <laughs> I love my truck right, way, way so, too much to do that. Oh, yeah. So back in November, we ended up, me and my wife ended up down in Phoenix. We actually got to see Derek's wife's house. And while I was there, oh my God, the car, like he already said, I'm a car guy. I like the car community. Just driving down the freeway, I'm sitting over here. Oh, just, I need a towel because I'm drooling. Like, there's just hot everywhere. cars freaking everywhere. Everywhere. Bro, I've oh, seen Tesla's. so many fucking brand new Corvettes. Ooh. Oh, Don't tell man. my wife that. They're fucking <laughs> everywhere around here. It's crazy. But now yeah. we've gotten successfully fucking yeah. sidetracked. Sorry, we're way off topic. Way the fuck off. No, Holy that's shit. That's a good segue into the next one. So we're talking about we're talking about oh cars. We're talking about things that uh, people aspire for goals for their cars. But let's let's circle back, Brandon. Uh, as a law enforcement officer, what are some of your goals you yeah, want to okay, accomplish Kosaki. in your department? Um, as a law enforcement officer, so and then uh, going into like the near future, what? Hit yeah, us with uh, your yeah, top Jim, five goal accomplishments. Yeah, Jim Pasaki wants you to circle back. I was just going to say the circle back thing had me. And what's funny is she's currently on my uh, Fox <laughs> News page I have on the screen right now. Super <laughs> hilarious. I couldn't miss an opportunity to make I, I fun should of you not. It's, uh, Amer well, it's really funny because it has her picture and it says, West Winging It, America's largest police union slams Blasky or however you say her name for laughing off rising crime rates. So her face yeah, is literally on my other screen right now. So I actually, I work in a small department. We don't have very much room. Like it's very small. I think we have six total, seven if we actually get fully staffed. Like our county's small, very small. Um, here really, I'm just wanting to be a good cop. That's really my only good goal. Like outside of that, I'm just here. I'm good here for the community. People here know me. They talk to me. Uh, people show up at my front doorstep every now and then to ring the doorbell and say, hey, I got a problem I need to handle. I mean, I just, that's all my goal is here is to be a good cop. Be a good cop, be a good neighbor, be someone people can approach. That is my overall deal is to break the stigma that all cops have. Good for you, man. I'm like, proud of you. I'm personal first. I see. And like, those are, well, Derek here. Go ahead. Derek here uh, knows one of my good friends, Cody, who's also a, he's a, one of our part-time sheriffs that Cody thinks I should have been a firefighter because that's my personality type. Is I'm an open person. Yeah, we're good easy people. Going, easy going, easy to. I think that to. should be the personality yeah. type of anybody that's in public service, though. Um, to be honest be. with you, um, it is. Because, like you said earlier, dude, um, you are having your encounter with these people at their absolute worst. And um, I think a lot of negative police interaction with police and the public happens because of that situation 
and maybe the officer involved um, doesn't know how to handle that situation and their attitude reflects the attitude that they receive oh, yeah. and it just makes a bad situation worse. Um, so worse. I think um, and that's, in, in those scenarios, I think there's like 50-50 blame that could be, that could be looked at. Um, but again, um, I come from a law enforcement family. Um, I grew up in a uh, highway patrolman household where my, my dad uh, served 20 years on the Utah Highway Patrol uh, before he retired. Um, so yeah. like a lot of the things that you talked about and touched on, um, I got those stories from it because um, I was still really young when he retired. Um, mm -hmm. so, and then obviously growing up, he would share his stories and talk about certain things that, like you said, with your grandpa, like in the good old days, if I was still on the force, yes. I would do this or that. And it's just like, but you're not, so shut up. <laughs> but you know what I mean? It's not, it's not, right. and it's not out of a disrespect yeah. thing. It's just one of those things where it's like, dude, you're old. Like you're not doing shit. Like get over it. The times have changed, yeah. and that's it sucks. So yeah. I, I hear you. And so, I, I like, get it. Like, um, I, I fully support and am about like the whole like back the blue and all that stuff. Um, and and well, uh, thank you. Like I've I've had my own run-ins. You know, I, I like to drive fast, and like I'm always respectful. I've I've never been uh, belligerent with a police officer. I and I mean, you know, you pull me over, and I'm I'm a bigger dude. Um, don't look like I'd be the most friendly person to talk to. Um, but that all changes when I open my mouth and I, and I address them with, with like a proper greeting and I use terms that lessen their attitude, like, uh, sir and, and please and thank you. And, and, you know, it's, you get what you give in, in, that type of setting you know what i mean and so like i think that goes a long way as well yeah um so i think with what you've what you've shared with us i think you're you're past the point of attaining your goal of being a good police officer like this hour that we've been talking to you like your character and and how you have held yourself in this in this interview with us like you you have yeah, well, man, you have what it takes to be a good police officer. So I think like you're you've surpassed that goal. Um, but maintaining it. Well, as Patrick's uh, uh, Patrick Swayze said in Roadhouse, "Be nice until it's time to not be nice," and that is the truest statement in this. You don't have to be an asshole all the time to be a cop. Like you can be a nice person. Be nice exactly. until it's time to not be nice. Once someone, if you have to arrest someone and they become belligerent, then it's no longer time to be nice. Like, I, I went to a, a class by the Dolan Agency four years ago, and it was pretty much how to de-escalate situations. And most of the time, people just want to know, why are you being, why are you detaining them? Why are you arresting them? Guess what? I'm not on a time crunch here most of the time, so I'm going to explain to you, hey, I'm detaining you because of insert. I'm arresting you because you just punched your wife. That's an example, but that's domestic assault the why I'm arrested be nice until it's time to not be nice and then at that point if you want to fight well I have to yeah take care and of in true uh in true uh, well, you know, Marine Corps fashion here to quote the great General Mattis he said always carry a knife with you just in case there's cheesecake or you need to stab somebody in the throat 
those are both valid reasons to always carry a knife or something like that but you know it's the same it's the same principle you know like the fact of the matter is and and like he had said you know you're a great you've been a great cop you're an outstanding citizen an outstanding member and beyond that you're just a good person so i think that's all we need to strive to be is a great person uh we don't need to be great at that one thing we do for a job we don't need to be nice for that I don't need to be a nice cop. I need to be a mm-hmm. good person in general. I needed to be a good firefighter. I need to be a good Marine. Uh, and, you know, obviously that does come in many different roles. But at the end of the day, I have to be a good person. And you can't be a good cop or a good firefighter or a good nurse or a good Walmart fucking cashier uh, if you're not a good person. I mean, at the end of the day, it all starts at the core what you are inside um so that's why we really have to focus on this mental health you gotta take care of your anger oh yeah anger anger my wife can tell you too that sometimes i am quick to immediately just snap yeah just be angry and be mad and usually it's because i have something on my mind that i'm not realizing what's going on yet like there's something pissing me (coughs) off i don't realize what it is and with me being on anti-anxiety meds now and her talking to me about this, I have to be able to identify what is causing me to have, I have to ask myself, why am I feeling like, what what is causing me to be upset, right. what is causing me to act like this, what is causing me to be angry. And then after I ask myself that, usually I can figure out what's You're going alone on. on this one, man. I don't think like any said, of us she's... are known for being angry. TJ, have you ever been known for being angry? No, not, never. No, okay. never? Never? Okay. Dude, I don't I think, think I have so. a mean bone in my body. I'm I'm soft, 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 like ten ply bud. I'm super soft. Yeah, I don't think we've ever been to an anger management class together either. <laughs> you know, speaking speaking wow, of Derek, that, dude. Derek, I know I'm. Hey, I found now. our. No, no, I found our four hour anger management certificate issued from Pendleton, baby. Yeah, I've got it actually. Uh, It's somewhere right around here, actually. Oh my god, dude! My mom, like, my like, I pulled it out. My mom saw it. She's like, "Dude, I'm gonna frame that so you can hang it up in your office." And I was like, "Do it." (laughs) Yeah, that's funny as shit. Actually, I'm actually pretty certain I've got it like right around here. Like that's fucking hilarious, man. I'm not going to lie. What he's done with his background is actually right? pretty impressive. I thought I did pretty good for myself. He's got his flag, uh, he's got his guitar, his flag, his book, his helmet. I don't know what that hat is. That's my firefighter, baby. Yeah, that's my class A from fire department. Okay. okay. Pardon me for a second. You guys are going to have to entertain. I need to get uh Yeah, we water. got you covered. Oh, Jesus. Ignore my dogs. Oh, his dogs are great. He's got like seven, I think, or eight or some shit. Four. I have. Oh, you used to have seven. Used to be five. Used to. Well, yeah, you're not wrong. What do I do with that? Yeah, I've got my "I Love Me" folder still. Yeah, yeah. That's where I pulled mine from. Yeah. Just fucking cool. Well, she approached me and she was like, "Uh, "I want to." frame a bunch of your awards and like stuff that you have accomplished so you can have it in a frame and then hang it up in your office just you know like so it's there and it's something that's from me and I was like yeah that's cool here I'll hand you some certificates 
And that was one of the ones that was in the in the I Love Me folder. No, and I started funny. laughing about it. She's like, yo, I'm framing that. Would, would that, like, upset you if, like, I framed it and you hung it up? I'm like, no, because it's funny. Like, it's funny now, you know what I mean? Right, yeah. That is funny. You got your I Love Me folder? She basically just says that, you know, drinking a lot of beer and kicking ass. So I framed it. <laughs> Kept it. Hell yeah, dude. Most people get plaques and shit like that, but no. Yeah, you got your you got your uh, uh, page eleven paper framed. <laughs> oh fuck yeah! I uh, hell yeah! Yeah, I never got a plaque or anything like that. You know, I just got my anger management and my love me folder I made my for myself. Dude, the only reason I got a plaque is because I got out before you. Had it been reversed, you would have got a plaque, and I wouldn't have. <laughs> yeah, I doubt it. Whatever, dude. I'd have made sure you got it. Uh, fucking the only thing I got was punished for your bullshit. You know what? You keep on talking about old shit like it, like it is still affecting you. Okay. <laughs> it does. Where do you think my trauma comes from? Dude, I wouldn't doubt it. Like, I pulled so much bullshit, <laughs> and then they fucking punished you for it. Like, every fucking, that fucking time, bro. Go after his buddy. <laughs> yeah, fuck, man. I was like, yeah, fuck, it's worth it. I got mine. Uh, bro. You want to know? Where, you want to know where my trauma comes What's from? What's your? Derek, Derek, how tall Six are foot. you? Exactly. How much did you weigh when we got in the octagon together? Oh, then a lot less than I do now. Like you were like two hundred. I weighed one hundred and sixty. That, that was where uh, my turn well, came. You know, I was one eighty-five. <laughs> them actually. Yeah. You know, that's why Justin's punches felt so much. Yeah, because Justin was like two hundred five. Fucking hell, he could punch like he a still bad does. Man. It's it's not yeah, even see, because thing, he's Brandon. like. Sorry, Derek, I cut you off because I'm an ass. Oh, Continue you're good. Continue your thought. Oh, I was gonna say it's not that he's not strong, but he's also just retarded, and that he's got like that. It's like he just doesn't know any better on how not to use every ounce of force and then a little bit of extra. Like he punched at himself out of his shoes once. <laughs> no, no, for real, for real. This dude jabs me in the face. I remember the jab. I remember seeing the right hook kind of coming, and then after that, they just drug my ass out of the octagon and let me lay on the concrete. Yeah, that's what we do. I woke up to him and Derek sparring. Yeah. Like that. That's why he's an anomaly. Man. Him and Derek are going at it. It's a bunch ring. of bullshit too, because you, I was there were several times where it'd be like, I, I was like, I got him, man. I fucking, he's out. And then I'd step in to fucking drop him down. And then his stupid ass just nope. like instinctually, he's unconscious. And he just fucking throws a hook Literally. and just out I go. Bink. <laughs> Done. I was like, fucking bullshit, man. It, it is. And he doesn't feel pain. Like, you can punch him with everything you got. And he's just like, man. I think I broke three of his ribs like, before one of his fights. Oh. You did. I remember that because uh, I sparred with him the next day. We did jiu yeah. the next day, and he was like, don't hit my ribs. Derek yeah, and then the, the, and then the asshole beats the fuck out of the dude. The, this poor guy, dude, his wife was pregnant. I think she ended up, like, having the baby that night, and Justin just beat the fuck out of this dude. Like, the guy had to retire from fighting. Uh, it was It was it rough. It was brutal. <laughs> It was it was brutal. Yeah.
But yeah, that's where my mental trauma comes from, is getting knocked out by both the Thompson brothers. No, Ryan never knocked me out, but he never yeah, got Yeah, Ryan also, I don't think, ever really sparred either. I don't think he did either. Yeah, just just so you guys know, I'm not a big guy. I'm like five seven and three quarters at the time when we did this. I weighed like 162, 163 I like the pounds. three quarters. Almost five eight. Exactly. I'm a short person. I gotta throw in every like quarter inch yeah. there. I'm just almost coming five in from eight. Platform nine and three table, quarters. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I, 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 all right, let's be what? real. Hold up. Did you just throw a Harry Potter reference out? I don't know who Harry Potter or Hermione is. You are so is. full of shit, dude. You're so, oh, okay. so All right. full of shit. We're, we're going to get on a real note here. And Dobby and dying was not the saddest size, moment of my how life. How do you measure yourself? Oh, my God. I don't know. Let's not there. talk about the don't tragedy. But I just found it funny that <laughs> you brought that up when I'm hold literally on. rocking a Slytherin pen right now. Emotional oh damage. That's so awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah. God, you're so gay. Uh, no, no. Harry Potter's the shit. That is what me and my wife bonded over. Okay. Bro, I have Fair a enough. legitimate Harry Potter tattoo on my leg. No doubt. No, no. Holy shit. Full send. Full send, dude. Right here. I'll show you. I will show you. Bring your leg up. I don't want to see your. <laughs> Man pulls his. All right, so that's for those Hogwarts of you, castle, baby. oh, I remember yes, you sending that me the this. Yeah, that's castle. so cool. Uh, for everyone else that isn't, uh, <laughs> if you're tuning in for just the audio because we haven't figured out video yet, uh, he just showed us his penis. <laughs> it's somehow this motherfucker was able to fit the entire Harry Potter Hogwarts yeah. castle on it. I'm impressed. And the Hogwarts Express. It's crazy. It was, dude. And the flying car coming in from the background. What's yeah. up? Yeah. That is awesome. Uh, no, that's actually where my wife and I went for our honeymoon was a Universal Studios. Oh, you went to like the Hogwarts stuff? Yeah, hell yeah, we Dude, did. That's legit. And then we went back again in 2017. In 2017, they had the, uh, it was all Christmas out because we went in December. And they actually had a 3D uh, Christmas tree go up on the school. Thing looked real. Like it was a complete hologram. But on top of the school, they had a 3D Christmas tree and it looked but uh any hooser uh, it was awesome it was it was bad. no you're good, right, man. good emotional let's just damage. uh to quote uh gabe the great <clears throat> jim pisaki let's circle back here um <laughs> and get to closing <laughs> remarks uh we'll just start with tj and kind of i guess let's kind of brief up on what we took from today uh what we've talked about uh, what you learned, what your advice would be um, for coping mechanisms that you can suggest to people? Well, one thing I would like to talk about is how he said that everybody's always on their phones or, you know, iPads and tablets and all that shit. I think uh, maybe Guilty. spend some less time on social media and more time with your family and, you know, go outside and do things. And as always, you know, reach out and talk to somebody that has been through some of the same things that you have and some that you served with and all that kind of stuff. Perfect. Uh, Brandon, what'd you uh, take from today? What you got? This is great therapy. Oh, that's what I like to hear, man. No. Uh, uh, 
No, it was great just being able to talk to you guys. Even though uh, some of the conversations went in my no comfort zone about my wife, which I appreciate, but uh, she's a huge part of my life. She's taught me a lot of things. Don't be afraid to talk to your spouse. It, but just remember when you do, if your spouse tells you that they can't take a certain subject, don't bring that subject up. Find someone else to talk. Also, do not be above going to therapy. I think that's great. Yeah, great just, advice. Yeah, don't be above going to therapy. If you think you need therapy, go. You need to talk to someone you got no one to talk to. Therapist, yes, I understand it costs money. Yes, I get that. But it's better than just keeping that shit inside and waiting until the... Yeah, and uh, if you are going to go to a therapist, make sure you don't go to the rapist. Make sure you actually see the therapist. Um, I think... <laughs> if therapist is... Uh, what well, you say it is, if therapist reads T-H-E on the top yeah, and, and then they separate therapist, yeah. like, yeah. don't go to that guy. Yeah. Or uh, Sean Connery, I think, is who it was. He, yeah. I love how Gabe's over here running this through his head like, hold up. Oh, God, they're on something This is uh, that great <laughs> SNL skit from with Sean Connery. It was like, oh, I'll take the rapist for 500, Trebek. 500, Trebek. That's therapist. <laughs> yes. Ah, the oh. rapist. Yes, I'll take rapist for 500. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Gabe's face was classic <laughs> on that one. He's just looking at the camera like... Where are they going with this? I was waiting for the goddamn like punchline. I didn't realize like this whole thing was like an absolute setup to bring Sean Connery from Saturday Night Live into this. Sean Connery, man. It was a huge skit. (laughs) I thought it was like some Nebraska shit that you guys had in common. Like there's a building there where like they ran out of room, so they put the rapist. And I'm like, this is fantastic, dude. (laughs) I think that's common everywhere. Text it to me, bro. Oh my god. No, no, Sean Connery Saturday Night oh, Live. Fuck. Good lord. You're up, All right. Gabe. Alright, Derek, what do you got for comments? Uh, we'll hit Gabe up. Oh, my bad. Sorry, oh, it's all Gabe. good. It's I all good. So my takeaway is um, the coping mechanisms that um, I like to stress a lot would be um, the physical fitness um, that you hit on. Um, find something that that uh, you're comfortable with doing. Um, get yourself into a place where you're where you're physically fit um, to the best of your ability, um, and where you're comfortable with who you are as a person in public, because that will will help your social anxieties um, in a lot of ways. Um, and once once you have a good control over that, you can you can face your demons and take care of it and and be more willing to go talk to somebody because your your self-image is is hard to overcome and it's hard to battle so if you can battle that and and make it through those issues you can you can face anything and it's a lot easier to go talk to somebody when you feel better about yourself in that aspect of life um to accomplish um tackling those other things that could possibly be affecting you and in a mental health mindset. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> That's a great point. Um, so I guess what I took from today and something that I guess this is just something I'm learning as I go, right? Um, and I think it's something that will be great for everyone else to learn from as well. As we age and we get older and we grow, we have to learn from new experiences and old experiences and learn how to build on those. Uh, me personally, 
just from injuries and all that stuff, I've had to find new outlets. So I'm learning how to change and adapt with the things that come my way. So my way of coping with things is changing and I'm having to find new outlets for my stress, for my issues. Uh, music is huge to me. It's of the utmost importance in my life. It's gotten me through everything. And that's probably the one that's been consistent. Uh, the gym, uh, getting there has always been huge, but with the injuries, that's kind of had to take uh, the back burner. So I'm having to find and learn new ways to vent and get stuff out. This right here, right now, is probably the best thing I've done in a very long time to help myself is just getting together with you guys where we can bullshit for an hour, hour and a half at a time and talk and just bullshit and share some love and some jokes and some laughs, have a good time. I think that that's something everyone needs to learn from. We have to learn how to grow and be a better person every day. That never stops. So remember to keep your eyes and your sights on something bigger. You have to be willing to change and learn and find something new every day. So that's what I took from today, and it, it's meant the world to me to get on here with you guys again today. Uh, I hope that you guys had a good laugh. I hope we had a great time. That being said, we will be back next week. So for now, a toodle motherfuckers. Ow. I'm lost, but let's